0: You're listening to episode 64.
1: Boundaries of
0: the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim,
1: and I'm Christina M. I like that. Boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> the bees just always sound so good. <laughs>
0: well. Mentioning or talking about boundaries, we've already... Well, actually, we've already talked about boundaries, haven't we, Christina?
1: Yes, we have. (laughs) In episode 59 and 60, we uh, talked about boundaries in the sense of learning to love our in-laws. But this time, we're going to be talking about it specifically about boundaries with children, Mm, why they're necessary, and how to create them.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, because we've never really talked about boundaries with children... It's interesting to think as to why as adults we have boundary issues. Mm -hmm.
1: It's very true. (laughs) Is it connected? (laughs) Maybe, right? I would guess that it's largely due to the fact that we didn't learn how to set healthy boundaries as children. Hmm. Um, I see it in my own life for sure of like, why do I continue to care so much about what other people think of me? And that has been a lot of issues of uh, the in-laws. And we talk about it in those episodes, but thinking like, okay, if I can only control the things that I can control, then what other people think of me, I can't control that. So I really need to be drawing a boundary line, but I didn't know how to do that.
0: Yeah. So when you think about our task as parents, our responsibility as parents to raise our children, to become responsible adults, when you think about it that way, helping them learn how to, or or for us to learn as parents how to set boundaries, right. to model that for our children, and then to help them learn how to set healthy boundaries is a part of it.
1: Right, Daniel. And I love what Dr. Cloud says about this. A person's character is one's destiny. So if you think about it, a person's character will largely determine how he or she will function in life. Hmm. So if a person's character makeup determines their future, then raising children is really about helping our children develop character that will take them through life and will help them be successful.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. So in this episode on boundaries with children or uh, for our children, uh, we are going to be highlighting some of the boundary principles that kids need to know and how we can implement them as parents with our children.
1: But first, for those who did not listen to our previous episodes, let's quickly go over what a boundary is. That's a good idea. So a boundary is a property line that defines a person. It defines where one person ends and someone begins. If we know where a person's boundaries are, we know what we can expect this person to take control of.
0: So in a relationship with someone, what does that look like then?
1: Well, in a relationship with someone, then we can define what we expect of each other. And then we can require each other to take responsibility for each respective part. That's right. So if you've had that discussion already and being able to have an open dialogue about like, I actually feel like you're crossing my boundaries in the sense that we already talked about our expectations.
0: Yeah, there is that you need to take that responsibility for yourself and then you need to have that conversation. So for children, really, it's no different. Right. So children need to know where to begin, what they need to take responsibility for and what they don't need to take responsibility for. So here's an example to illustrate all of this. Uh, maybe this is your case or, or maybe you've just seen about it on TV. Mm-hmm. But it's this picture of, hey, the dad's going to be going away on a trip. And he says to the eldest child, hey, you need to be the man in the house or you need to take care of your mom or you need to do. that. And uh, and I've said that, too, like times when most of my trips are pretty quick. Right. But times where I might be gone for a couple of weeks to Australia or here or there, it's like, OK, Victoria, you need to take care. You need to help. And, it's you know, I'm not even intentionally doing it. I'm just thinking, hey. You need to help your mom. Right. Right. But when you think about that, if the kid is always in that place, or let's say that parent is permanently absent from the picture, or there are certain situations where the parent isn't because the kids are going from one family to, you know, one, one parent's place to another parent's place or such and such, you'll actually see these boundaries bleed and uh, a lot of detachment and also attachment, unhealthy attachment happening between the children and their parents
1: right so and then if there's so many expectations from the parents then the kids don't understand what is in their control and what is out of their control
0: yeah so you actually see them slipping into maybe being the mom or being the dad and you're like hey you're not their parent but you see that them slipping into that because sometimes they have had that opportunity or that authority and other times not or maybe it's the responsibility without the authority in that case. So that's where uh, the, the whole point around this episode is we want to help you just draw clearer boundaries for your children so that they know their place and so that they can learn how to set healthy boundaries growing up themselves.
1: Yes, and I love what Dr. Cloud adds to what you're saying, Daniel. Uh, the essence of boundaries is self-control, responsibility, freedom, and love. These are the bedrock of our spiritual lives as well. Along with loving and obeying God, what could be a better outcome of parenting than our children being able to live that and say that?
0: Yeah, love that. Before we get into some of the nuts and bolts and a few takeaway principles around how, how to do boundaries and what they can actually do, what what all, all of our listeners can actually do this week, let's stop for a moment and think, why are boundaries important for children? Right. I mean, why can't we just let kids be kids and they just learn from their, from their mistakes? Why, why do we need to bring this level of intentionality to this whole conversation, Christina?
1: Well, I think it would be easier, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's turn let the podcast the off. If we just let kids be kids and be like, you deal with it kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. However, uh, Dr. Cloud does mention in the first book that he wrote, Boundaries for Adults, he was seeing that adults with boundary problems didn't develop these problems overnight.
0: Oh, so it's it's like the textbook. How are you as a child?
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) So they learn patterns early in life and then continued these unhealthy patterns into their adult lives where the stakes are so much higher.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: So there were boundary problems like and I as I was reading these, I was like, yep. Check, check. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, I really, really got to concentrate. Can we just skip this? (laughs) Exactly. I'm teaching our kids boundaries. (laughs) Okay, so some of the boundary problems are like the inability to say no to hurtful people or set limits on hurtful behavior from others. Hmm. The inability to say no to their destructive impulses. Inability to hear no from others and respect their limits.
0: Yeah.
1: Inability to delay gratification and accomplish goals.
0: Yeah. And, and then there's that tendency to, to be attracted to irresponsible or hurtful people because you want to try to fix them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and even for me as a pastor, sometimes it's really easy for me to, you know, put that S on my chest and be the savior or be the helper exactly. or, or be drawn to people who I can fix or situations I can fix. Right. Yeah. Which then actually bleeds into taking responsibility for other people's lives. I mean, are you really responsible for other people's lives? Right. That's where unhealthy boundaries can really uh, take effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the inability to even then confront others and resolve conflicts productively, because sometimes your lack of boundaries or your boundaries may prevent you from from solving that conflict. You're it may or cause you to able run to away. To address it yeah. as
1: well in a healthy manner, for right? For
0: sure. Maybe maybe always personalizing it too. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying, oh, it's clearly even when you have it. I mean, the whole the whole belief the whole idea in counseling around irrational beliefs yes was just I mean it blew my mind because I had this irrational belief that Christina was gonna cheat on me.
1: Have I ever cheated on you? No no <laughs> and you've
0: never given me any hint or any sense or there there's absolutely nothing to to grip that belief around yet I was cheated on from one of my previous girlfriends. And that seeped into our marriage that I had to get counseling to help me with. And and once she talked about this idea of irrational beliefs, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but once again, that does lead to, and it, and it stems from boundaries,
1: right? Well, it even flows into the fact that Dr. Cloud also talks about a binary issue is experiencing life as a victim instead of living it purposely with a feeling of self-control. So going back to your example, Daniel, if you were just always experiencing life as the victim and being like, well, I was cheated on and therefore feeling like you're justified to have all these irrational beliefs Mm -hmm. uh, about our marriage, I don't know if we would be here right now, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. I needed that help.
1: Mm, Well, we both did, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, but I needed that
0: (laughs) help. So if we can realize that boundaries are key to making any relationship work, then we're going to understand why our children need to then in turn learn boundaries as well. So in Dr. Cloud's book, Boundary with Kids, and we'll have a link to this and to everything else that we've talked about on inbetween.org slash episode 64. But in this book, Dr. Cloud highlights 10 boundary principles that we need to know. So are we going to go through all 10 here, Christina?
1: Oh, honestly, I would love to go through all (laughs) 10, but this is a 30 minute (laughs) podcast. So we're just going to highlight a couple of them. And then we're going to discuss further about how do we actually implement these boundaries with our children?
0: Okay, perfect. So the first one is the law of responsibility.
1: Right. The law of responsibility is where our children need to know that their problems are their own problems, no one else. Mm. I just want to say drop mic right here. <laughs> We've been talking a lot to friends at, who work in universities and colleges, and they're just seeing this new trend where it wasn't happening about 10 years ago that these kids who are coming in who are like 18, 19, they don't know how to make decisions. Yeah. And they get all fretted about that. And so when they have a problem, let's say with the dean or a teacher, they're calling their parents and rambling all about this. And then the parents are calling the college and they're calling the deans.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, we what? talked about there, there's definitely this concept around helicopter parenting. Right? And then in an episode, we said, actually, now for millennial and Gen X parents right because that that was like the boomer parents Mm -hmm. parenting the gen x and millennials now for millennial and gen x parents it's lawnmower parenting for their gen z kids yes
1: so they are just literally mowing over any issue that can cause problems for their kids
0: so this this law of responsibility is all about children understanding that this problem that they got a bad grade or was late and got an F and can't resolve it or, or this, that, or the other is their problem and no one else. So, so why is this important for helping our children establish healthy boundaries?
1: I think it stems further than that even too, Daniel, that as we're teaching our kids that their problems are their own problems, they need to know that about their friends and other people they meet. Okay. So, so that
0: they're not taking on their problems. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: obviously, I mean, we want to teach our children to be loving and caring about other people. It's not like you're shutting people out forever, but they need to know how to not take on other people's problems. So they are responsible for themselves and to others others but they are not responsible for others okay
0: okay so just pause here for a second i mean you did social work mm-hmm. you know i'm a pastor right and we're so we're both essentially in the helping field yes we are didn't you say something about those in the helping field that there's something about Maybe maybe in reality, we, everyone in the helping field has bad boundaries.
1: <laughs> maybe. Well, they say, I, I, this is a very old statistic. Yeah. That they're saying about 80% of people in the helping field are ones that need help themselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just kind of placing it on other people.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting to think about that, that yes, we need to take responsibility for our problems, which means yes, for our problems, but also, hey, that person's problem, we can help them, mm-hmm. but it is their problem or it is their responsibility in turn as well. So really, we need to help our children learn the difference between loving and serving and caring for others and helping others versus rescuing.
1: Ooh, that's a good deal. Right, versus Mm -hmm. being the savior. Mm Mm-hmm. And by doing that as well, I think they'll be also able to learn how to pick friends and kids who don't need someone to take care of their problems. yeah. So these are kids with hopefully good character and kids to whom our child can say no to and not worry about losing that friendship or losing that connection. Oh,
0: because that's toxic.
1: Oh it really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially if the other child is manipulative or in a way knows how to take advantage of that. Yeah. That can cause uh, some mm, really mm, sticky mm, issues. Mm, yeah. So personally, <laughs> I feel like I missed learning that boundary growing up. I don't know what happened, but I I w- was the one with always a bleeding heart. Mm. I would want to take care of you know, the widows and the orphans, which isn't a bad thing, but also I would place it all that burden upon me and not leave it at the foot of the cross. And so I feel like not knowing that boundary uh, caused some really big issues in my later teen years when I actually got involved with an emotionally abusive boyfriend.
0: So so with that emotionally abusive boyfriend, do you think he was self aware and he was actively manipulating? Or it was actually his lack of boundaries too, where he didn't realize what he was doing.
1: I never talked to him about that. So I would not yeah. necessarily say an, an or I would yeah. say probably an and yeah, yeah, yeah. where really a lot of things are internal first. Right. And then through that, it flows externally yeah, through
0: practice and you're like, Oh wait, if I do this, then, exactly.
1: Yeah. Or just really that feeling of needing to be loved on both ends. And so, Grabbing for that in unhealthy manners.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: So, as a parent, knowing this and being a wing two on the Enneagram, so if y'all understand the Enneagram, it's basically of wanting to be loved and accepted. Mm. And if not feeling that, then just really serving other people uh, beyond maybe what is healthy. I'm really, really aware of wanting to help teach this boundary to our children and also to continue to practice it in my own life, which I think is really important, right? Because Mm -hmm. if I'm just telling our kids to, you know, say no to this and blah, 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 but not practicing it in my own life and then seeing toxic relationships in our lives, then I've lost my credibility.
0: Yeah. And see, for me, on the flip side, I lean more toward the well, I don't just I don't want to take any responsibility. <laughs> I just say like, cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I probably shouldn't be that extreme. <laughs> so it's good that we're married to each other. We help yeah. balance a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. So that's the first one, the law of responsibility. The second boundary principle that Dr. Cloud talks about, and this is like two out of ten. So we do encourage you to check out the book um, is the law of power. So what's the law of power all about?
1: Well, the law of power is learning the proper use of power that helps children develop their boundaries. So mature people know what they have power over and what they don't. And then they invest themselves in what they have power over and let go of what they don't have power over.
0: Okay, so that, so that then means, if I understand you correctly, that children, that our children then need to know what they have power over,
1: mm-hmm. what they
0: don't have power over.
1: And how to tell the difference between okay,
0: that. Okay, so give me an example of, of what that would look like.
1: Well, let's take one of our kids, for example. So one of our children is crazy afraid of failing. (laughs) It was like she was born with this inner drive to succeed. Mm. And she always needs to win and always feels like she needs to be the best or else she freaks out.
0: Yeah. To the point where if she doesn't think she is going to win or do right. well, she just won't even try And so she'll stay away from, yeah. you
1: know, trying something new or she'll go to self-deprecation and be like, well, I'm too stupid to do this or um, it's all true. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really sad. It is sad. So we've had to continue to teach and remind her that we don't have the power to avoid failure, but we do have the power to accept failure, learn from it and think of ways to improve.
0: Yeah, so even when it comes to that, right, because you think about failing and you think about the importance of grit and the the importance of raising our kids to be tenacious and adaptable and all of the competencies and qualities that we need now in our rapidly changing world. As they grow older, they're going to learn how to plan better, how to strategize, how to mitigate risk, how to do all that. And and that's all good. I mean, that's good leadership that they need to learn. Completely. But you, they have to be okay with failing. So even in the workplace or even in, in a team culture, it's okay, what does it look like to celebrate failure and to be okay with that rather than just congratulating the success and ignoring or mowing over the failure. Mm-hmm. Then you're actually creating a context in which failure is unacceptable. So within a family context... What does it look like to create a context where failure is okay? I mean, even around the dinner table, Christina, what kind of questions do you think we could ask? Because we'll ask questions like, hey, how have you been brave today? Or how have you you been been... kind? Yeah. So what would that question look like when it comes to failure and helping her grow and our other kids grow in that?
1: Well, it'd be interesting to think of the question of what's one thing new that you tried today?
0: Yes, oh, yeah, because that's a better. yeah, that's good because uh-huh. that's
1: something that we know even for this particular child that that's difficult to do, and that would actually be a brave thing for that child to do, but they may not frame it in that way,
0: yeah, yeah, and as adults, as parents, for us to even talk about the things that we've done wrong and and the times that we've maybe messed up today. and and and, every day (laughs) yeah every day but but to actually verbalize that i think is something that will help the context right to even and also when when let's say a family member or a child and children are really good at this i i think as especially as they get older Mm -hmm. in pointing out our mistakes Mm, Yeah. (laughs) right so what does it look like for you as a parent to not be immediately defensive and say, no, no, I didn't. Or,
1: or roll your eyes or yeah. be like, well, look at you. Yeah, well,
0: that is what they're going to do later <laughs> yeah. on. So, but to actually appreciate, yeah, I know. <laughs> but to actually appreciate that, right? And to remind the children, remind our children, remind and create a context in a culture in our home where imperfection is okay. Authenticity is more important. Being real mm-hmm. is more valued than being perfect. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold.
1: Completely. And I love what Dr. Cloud suggests in this way as well, that he says, when you're talking about your kids to your friends, include the quality of admitting failure among their other achievements.
0: Mm, Can you believe
1: that? that? Like what if you (laughs) overheard your mom and dad being like, you know, Christina is so great in this. Uh, She's also really good at failure and Mm. picking herself up and trying again.
0: Yeah. No, I can't imagine that. No, I can't
1: imagine. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard that (laughs) (laughs) But imagine if you did. What would that say to you about failure?
0: It's true. Because I hate failing. Oh,
1: I hate failing too. And
0: I will, instead of not trying, I will like work my butt off Mm. to succeed or to overwork at the expense of other things or maybe even be reticent to try because I just don't want to fail.
1: I am (laughs) the exact same way.
0: So there might be a cause for concern. (laughs) (laughs) We going to try
1: extra hard about embracing failure.
0: (laughs) All right. So as we ourselves, Christina and Daniel are working all this out, we do want to encourage you to share the ways that you are working this out as well. Once again, we're on social media at in between show episode 64 show notes. So be sure to check all that out. Okay. So let's now talk about the six steps to implementing boundaries with your children.
1: So like we said before, this is going to be a quick skim and overview just for the sake of time. But we highly encourage you to grab this book, especially in this day and age where we're seeing the lack of boundaries and the fruit that's coming from that. And it's a little bit wearisome.
0: Mm -hmm. So step one, see the three realities.
1: So there's three subsections in here. So one, we need to admit that there really is a problem. (laughs) Our children are not perfect Mm. and it may be a hard pill to swallow and it may be just easier to make excuses for our children like, oh, that's just the way they are. They'll grow out of it. But we need to admit that, yeah, no, there might be a boundary issue here.
0: (laughs) Okay. So there there really is a problem. Right. That's the first reality.
1: The second reality is the problem usually isn't really the problem. There's always something underlying there that we need to address. And the third reality is time does not heal all in the sense that if we don't address some of these issues, Mm -hmm. for example, with our child who has problems with failing, if we just be like, oh, don't worry, she'll fail enough and she'll just get over it, that may not end the way that we want it to end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so here's the thing. You listening to this episode is half the battle, right? The fact that you are becoming aware of this. And you may recognize or or understand or, or have known a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, but just taking the time to listen to internalize a lot of this is half the battle but Christina and I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and I know how it is you know going on 1.5 1.75 double speed you just get through while you're mowing the lawn doing the dishes cooking and you just get to the next episode mm-hmm. we want to encourage you right by the end of this episode to actually hit pause don't go on to the next episode Don't try to binge or catch up or do this or the other, but just pause and say, in light of this episode, what is one thing that I can do to help myself and also my children help set, you know, to create healthy boundaries? Because time does not heal all. Mm -hmm. Doing nothing is not doing something. And just listening isn't doing something either. Exactly. We do need or to take one Or just reading this book. Step. Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the first step, which is the see, which is see the three realities. Step two is to plug in.
1: So I love, Dina what you were talking about being proactive. And I think that's also in the sense of being proactive around gathering supportive relationships outside of yourself and your spouse. So helping your child with boundaries is really hard work, y'all. We know that because we know how hard it is to create boundaries in ourselves and to have healthy boundaries, even in our marriage. So by having these healthy, supportive relationships, y'all can talk about it. Y'all can be like, what are you doing in here? Or how is this working? Or I'm, you know, really struggling in this. And to realize that we are not alone in this parenting journey.
0: Yeah, you're right. And ideally, we would say having a conversation with your spouse, talking about this with them, working through this with them, listening to this podcast and this episode together with them, and then having a discussion as to, hey, what can we do is ideal. Mm -hmm. But we recognize that that that's not reality for everyone. So maybe if you are taking the ownership over parenting and you feel like you need to take the ownership over creating boundaries for your children, don't have that don't carry that all by yourself right who else is there maybe one of your friends that you can share this episode with and be like hey I don't really know what I'm doing you probably do or maybe if you don't either let's just listen to this together Mm -hmm. and can we go for coffee and can we just brainstorm as to what we could practically do to help create boundaries for your kids And just even starting there because plugging in, we need the support. We just can't do this ourselves.
1: Completely. One of my favorite things to do is just to talk to other women and other moms who have sort of gone before me. So maybe their grandmothers or their kids are, you know, uh, five or six or 10 years older than our kids and be like, okay what did y'all do in this situation? What worked for you? What are things that maybe I need to be aware of? How are there different questions that I can even ask my kids to keep them engaged? So on and so forth.
0: Yeah. And that's why we love being a part of our church and how there are a lot of churches that are multi-generational where we know the people that are there, especially within the children's ministry are for you, not against you and that they get this Mm -hmm. and that they want to come alongside you as well. All right, so that's step two. Step three is to grow in boundaries personally, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we've talked about this. Yes. That in order to parent your children and help them with their boundaries, you need to walk the walk. You need to talk the talk because kids can really tell if you're faking it yeah they know just
1: how to <laughs> sniff it out right they do. so genuineness is such a big thing especially in this day and age and so if they sniff out that you are saying one thing and doing something else then they just like whatever mom whatever dad yeah. I, I don't trust you I don't believe you.
0: And here's the thing. Here's the very subversive thing. And this is why we've talked about in-laws. The way you treat your parents and the way that you treat your in-laws, mm-hmm. your children are watching. Yes, They're they are. They're learning right? And they're seeing the boundaries, which is incredibly sobering, right? But they're watching, they're observing, they're interpreting and creating truths and ideas just by watching.
1: Yes. We don't even have to say anything. They can just observe and then create their own stories and their own truths in their, in their mind.
0: Yeah. So here's here's one of the takeaways. If you're a parent of a teenager and your children are beginning to date... Don't just get to know the person that they're dating, but try to see how your your children's boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. treats their parents, right? And what that relationship looks like, because you are. And and for those of you who are dating and engaged, see how your boyfriend or your fiance or your girlfriend treats their parents, because that will tell you a ton. As to what it's gonna look like later on.
1: And what boundaries they have or what boundaries they do not have.
0: Completely, completely. So that's step three. Step four is to evaluate and plan.
1: So, as we're talking about boundaries and as we're seeing maybe some issues that our children are having, we need to evaluate the child's situation our resources, and then develop an actual plan to deal with the issue. Mm. So it will help to get to know our child's boundary problem by, this is really practical, by even writing out a list of important factors like their age. So for example, you're going to address an issue very differently if you have a toddler versus if you have a teenager, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And even maturity level in that sense, where we've met a lot of young people who are way more mature. Yeah, 15
0: going on 50.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so you know your own children and be able to adapt to what you want to say and even the consequences to their actions based on their maturity level.
0: Yeah. So age, maturity level, consider context too, right? What's going on in the child's life? What are outside factors? That might be contributing to the issue. Did right. you just move? Yeah. Did one of their friends just move away? Are Did you they having get into marital fight? issues? Yes.
1: Are they feeling unsafe? Do yeah. they not know where they are anymore? Yeah. So on yeah. and so forth.
0: Precisely. So state the boundary conflict, right? State what's going on. Determine the severity. And really, in light of all that, as you assess this entire thing and as you evaluate, I love that word, Christina, as you evaluate, then in light of all that, choose your battles,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? You can address everything.
1: Exactly. So there's going to be things where we really feel like we need to put our flag down on. For example, maybe character issues like honesty or responsibility or morality. Mm. And then there's other things that we may want to slide. So for example, I loved how my parents really let me be able to freely express the way that I wanted to dress as long as it was appropriate. Like, you know, I wasn't showing any body parts that should be covered up. Mm -hmm. And, but I was allowed to, you know, I went through a skater phase. I went through a preppy phase. (laughs) I went through an all black phase, like all of that. And it was just like, whatever you want, girl, just do that. But if it came to issues of character, like I was lying or stealing, Mm -hmm. well, those things were addressed. Those were not things that were swept under the rug
0: yeah that's good that's good so evaluate it plan it all out and then step five you need to present that plan so is that kind of like a get a bristle board poster board (laughs) put it all together and show your kids hey this is what we're doing now
1: well, that may work for some personalities. <laughs> what does it mean? I mean what, do you, what does
0: it mean to present yeah. the plan then?
1: Well, I think that present the plan with your child, who you're talking about. And I always love, we always love including our children in the process as well. So hearing what they have to say, what they think the issues are, and I think really important thing is to introduce the plan when it's a peaceful time yes versus you know if you're yelling at your child or your child is yelling at you you don't storm into the office and grab your like 10 page essay and be like well this is our plan yeah and we're gonna do it right now
0: yeah and don't tell them that the tooth fairy is uh, not real when you're angry with them and you're fighting <laughs> Who did that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. even today one of our girls was like you know what it's so funny when daddy was so angry he said and you know what the tooth fairy doesn't even exist i don't remember <laughs> oh that. yes this is how i told them and they were basic because they were fighting and they oh, were and the tooth was okay. under one of our girls beds and uh, that was your finer and, moment yeah, of it parenting was, and, and they basically both dropped their jaw and they're like what and I was like, "You knew this. You were just playing along, weren't you?" And they were like, "No, we didn't." Oh
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Hashtag <so>. parent <laughs> Yes.
1: So what boundary did you need to create in that? Uh, I don't want
0: to deal with it. I don't want to yeah. deal with it. Not for today. It's yeah. late. Okay. So present the plan, right? So this is, I mean, when, you, when you're when you talking about presenting, this is good, right? Not before bedtime, not when you're angry, not, not when, when you just
1: told them that the tooth fairy doesn't <laughs> yes. exist. Um,
0: so so really, it's not, it's not really about imposing or forcing our children to do something, no, is it? No,
1: because that never works, right? <laughs> you tell them not to do something yeah. and well, you can see what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. No, I think we need to present the problem, expectation and consequences for the actions in a for stance, F-O-R, for stance instead mm. of a against stance. We're a family. Oh, we're a like team. That. Right. Like mm-hmm. So the process isn't about forcing our children to do something because we're angry at them or we're disappointed in them. Dr. Cloud suggests that we tell our children that we see a problem that's hurting them. And hurting others in their lives Mm. so that's what we want to deal with we want to deal with it because we love our children and we want to do it together with them okay
0: so that's that's fascinating because the shameful way to do it Mm -hmm. is to say you have a problem or that's guilt right and then you say you are the problem problem is shame shame. right so instead of doing that i mean that really is an against posture Mm -hmm. but to have a for posture is hey look at what might be hurting you and others in your life and what does it look like for us to work through that and to present that plan
1: right and along with that we need to also know our children's personalities right so we're talking about the enneagram where there are some numbers that are more shame stance Mm. and also for example the five love languages of children we talked about as well if your child's love language is words of affirmation and they might take what you're saying and really that it goes really really deep into their hearts into their spirit so knowing that about your children maybe even taking the extra time to underline the fact that you are for them and not against them that you love them no matter what they do
0: that's good that's good all right so as we come to the end of the podcast we also come to the end of this list which is step six being following through over time Mm. so it's not just one it, and, and done. done yeah <laughs> <laughs> you hang that billboard
1: yeah. on your kitchen door and call it a day
0: <laughs> yeah and that's that's the hardest part right because parenting is yeah. not a sprint uh our faith journey is not a sprint either marriage is not a sprint right. it's a marathon that we're continuing to to run and we will stumble over we will get tired and there's going to be moments where we need someone to come alongside us and and carry us through and get us over that next hump but if you've messed up and you're like, man, look at all the stuff that I did wrong and look at all the lack of boundaries in my life. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like it's okay. Yeah, I it's yelled okay. the tooth
1: fairy thing Yes, too.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's the, the race is not over, right. right? You can, And even if you feel like your marriage is, that, that you feel like your marriage is one-sided right now and you wish your spouse would listen with you, would, would work through this with you, hey, don't give up, mm-hmm. right? And even if you feel like, hey, how can I ever do this with, this children, this child, I could do it with these ones, but not with this Mm -hmm. one. Don't give up, right? Persevere, pray, prepare, work through all this, work through these steps as well. And there will be a moment, there will be those moments, if you continue to be tenacious, where you'll see the light and there'll be opportunities. There'll be moments where maybe the stubbornness is broken down. (laughs) The pride is broken down in your child's life, or maybe even in your spouse's life that then gives you the opportunity not to say i told you so oh now you want help no but actually to approach them with grace with love with Mm -hmm. forgiveness and say hey maybe this is the door that god is open to work on our marriage and to work on our parenting so definitely definitely don't give up but follow through
1: i love what you're saying daniel that you're underlining the word grace as well because that's really what it's about in the end as well right that we are in need of God's grace mm. and with that that we can show our children grace but at the same time that the word says God disciplines those that he loves yeah. and so it is important for us to be able to not just show our kids grace because we also need to show them truth
0: yeah and he disciplines those he loves God disciplines those he loves because he loves us exactly because he's a good father because a bad father would actually say just do whatever you want right <laughs> just deal with the consequences all on your own so thanks again for listening in we hope this was a helpful podcast and, and gave you great ideas a lot of ideas to build boundaries with your children and for your children but next week on episode 65 we're going to be interviewing
1: karen Eman about the seven truths that will breathe life back into your marriage
0: fantastic well we really appreciate you taking the time to listen in Be sure to share this episode. If someone else has come to mind, just hit the share button on your podcasting app or just text them the link inbetween.org slash episode 64. We'll see you later.